Attention GURBS shoppers. This flu season, why make an extra stop when a world of care is right in store? Get your free flu vaccine from a licensed pharmacist at our award-winning pharmacy. Let our family protect your family with a free flu shot. It's all here. GURBS. A world of care is in store. Flu vaccines are covered by most insurance plans and are free to the recipient. Check with your plan. Services and availability vary by location. Age and other restrictions may apply. Visit the pharmacy or site for details. Welcome to Yesterday, Today, and Tomorrow with your host, In Sung Kim. Sponsored by Hope in Mission, LLC. To connect with the show, go to insungkim.org. That's I-N-S-E-O-N-G-K-I-M dot O-R-G. Or listen to In Sung on oneplace.com. And now it's time for yesterday, today, and tomorrow with your host, In Sung Kim. Hello, this is In Sung Kim from Yesterday, Today, and Tomorrow. And we have a special guest today, and Katie Daniel, a state policy director for Susan B. Anthony Pro-Life America, is here today. Thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having me. Uh, yes, Um I got information about the U.S. court abortion pill uh, restrictions. And before we get into that, please share uh, with us a little bit about yourself. I'm the state policy director for Susan B. Anthony Pro-Life America. We are a national pro-life organization. So in my role, I get to travel around the country and work with uh, state lawmakers and governors and local pro-life leaders to pass life-saving laws and then get them actually in effect, in a force, um, sometimes through the courts and, and sometimes through the governor's office. So feel really grateful uh, to get to do this work on behalf of moms and babies. Mm. So this organization uh Anthony, Sujan B. Anthony Pro-Life America is for all the states. You're helping every state? Yes. We started um, in Washington, D.C. The organization was founded by a group of women who worked in Washington and felt like we're not going to get good pro-life laws in place if we do not elect pro-life lawmakers. Mm -hmm. And so that was really kind of the original DNA of the organization, and as we've been really blessed to have supporters all over the place, um, you know, who are supportive of the mission and want to partner with us, we've grown. So now um, we're able to take a national focus and and really focus on state government too. Yeah, since uh, the world versus ways reversed, and probably has to focus on each state, right, to help them to pass the right law. Yeah, absolutely. What the court said in Roe or in Dobbs, excuse me, yeah. was that Roe was wrong when the Supreme Court said we're going to be the ones who make these decisions. We're going to hold all the power, and the people don't get a say. Mm. Um, the court got it wrong, and so in Dobbs, they handed that back to the people and said, uh, "We understand people have differing opinions and and want to weigh into the process and have felt unheard." for 50 years, and so we want to make sure their voices are heard. And so we kind of went from focusing on 
one building in Washington, D.C., to now getting to focus on all 50 states as well as Congress. Mm. So probably the, um, probably call it customer for Planned Parenthood, my number might have been reduced, but um, like you want to share today about abortion pill, and I think people are using more abortion pill than visiting the Planned Parenthood, right? Yeah, what we've seen since 2016, when under President Obama, the Federal Food and Drug Administration changed some of the rules, uh, making it easier to send out these abortion drugs, is that the industry has really pivoted to the drugs. They have figured out that it's cheaper for them, it's easier for them. Um, They have now incorporated telehealth, so they didn't actually see many, most of the women who they're prescribing these drugs to anymore. And so they've used the media, a lot of the mainstream media has really run with this to try to convince women you don't need medical care. You don't need an ultrasound. You don't need to talk to a local doctor. Just buy some pills online. Mm-hmm. And so we're really having to push back against that narrative because all the science and data shows that these pills are dangerous and that um, they are very dangerous for women. Obviously, they've always been lethal for babies, uh, but they're not good for our society, and, and women should reject them. Mm. So when gentlemen are in the leadership, um, they don't know what women go through and how they, uh, what they experience. So I think the woman's voice in the women's area, uh, I think it's very important for, like you yourself, leading uh, this cause. So great news last Wednesday, is it last Wednesday, because I got email uh, a while ago. So August 16th, um, Anonymous panel for U.S. Fifth Circuit Court ruled against the FDA's decision to allow abortion pill uh, to be distributed by mail. Please share uh, with us about this. So this case is really about whether the FDA, um, that agency that is tasked with making sure that drugs on the market are both safe mm-hmm. and that they work, Um, So safety and efficacy, those are their two big things. Um, And and this is a continuing mandate. It's about bringing drugs to market, but it's also about evaluating them while they are on the market. Um, A group of doctors brought a lawsuit against the agency and said, you did not do your job when you brought these drugs to market. You didn't do the safety studies that you needed to do. Uh, And a big, big uh, way that we see that is that The agency did not do any specific research on the impact on minors. Mm -hmm. So they approved the dosage for adult women and for girls who are developing, going through puberty, without any research on how their bodies might be affected differently from a medication that impacts your hormones. Mm -hmm. So it kind of makes sense that when you're going through puberty, your body's changing and growing, um, something that directly blocks your hormones would have a more serious impact. But the agency didn't study that. So these doctors said, we're seeing all these patients hurt. We've had enough. We're filing a lawsuit to show that the agency didn't follow the law when they made these changes. Um, and, And the court agreed. They said, based on what we've seen so far, the FDA probably did break the law. And so we need to roll back the changes that they made. We need to go back 
to the original rules that make sure a woman sees a doctor that say these pills can't be sent um, through the mail um, and really go back to a point in time where significantly fewer of these prescriptions would be written. Um, So we're very happy with the outcome from the court. And now we're waiting to see what the Supreme Court weighs in because uh, an appeal has been filed. Hmm. So FDA did not thoroughly uh, research about this uh, effect from this medication. That's right. The studies that they point to all show multiple in-person doctor's visits, Mm -hmm. but then they put out rules nationally that said women don't need any doctor's visits. Mm. So the court really took issue with that and said the studies you point to don't look anything like the rules that you're subjecting American women to. So you're basically falsely telling them that this is much safer and much more um, effective than it actually is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, As we understand that we're very sensitive about longevity of the human life. So when we um, make a medication, um, you know, I think we're thoroughly research and investigate and then put it in the market. And so anything um, happened to a patient who subscribed that medication uh, end up um, dying uh, or damage their physical body, then it's become a huge issue. But when it comes down to the woman uh, issue, it seems like it's so underdeveloped. It's my personal opinion. I think that's right, and there are a lot of examples of that, Um, and these abortion drugs are another example of that, where the priority was always political, Um, going all the way back to Bill Clinton in the early 1990s. He came into office and said, it is a top priority of my administration to put these drugs on the market in the United States. So Mm. from the beginning, they were very motivated to do something that the president wanted rather than objectively evaluate the science and see what the impacts would be for women. And in 2016, the FDA stopped collecting complication data. Hmm. So if if a woman went to the hospital and and was bleeding or had an infection, um, any number of very serious complications that can occur, the FDA said, we don't want to know. Don't tell us. Don't report it to us. And then they used that lack of information to go ahead and say, look, nobody's being hurt. Nobody's told us they're being hurt. So we can loosen up these rules even more. So it's completely the opposite of focusing on women's health and thinking about what's good for women. It's all about ending these pregnancies and and stopping these babies from being born. What was the why did it so rush to put in the market? Well, there's a lot of money in the abortion industry, and um, one of the main players in this lawsuit is the drug manufacturer who says, if these rules get changed, if it becomes more difficult for us to fill these prescriptions, if women say no, if they go in, they see that ultrasound, they see their baby, and say, actually, I changed my mind, that costs them money. So they're actually filing this lawsuit saying, we're going to lose money if women get more information about their bodies and their babies. Hmm. 
So basically, the financial reason that that's a huge part of it. We've seen that um, you know kind of across the spectrum, but I think with these pills in the mail, um, the financial component is huge, and and it's really sad that um, that seems to be driving the decisions for this agency that's supposed to be looking out for our safety. Mm. Is it more focused on uh, population under under poverty that we want to help them, uh, uh, but it costs too much to help them to um, have, have their own child? Is that the main issue? Well, that's certainly um, something we see a lot from the abortion industry is telling women that abortion will solve your problem. But what we know is that the baby is not the problem. The problem is the problem, whether it's she's a student and she's not sure where she's going to get childcare or she needs financial assistance. And so at Susan B. Anthony, we're really focused on helping address the problem mm-hmm. so that the child is not treated like the problem. So the the new part of our organization that's growing the fastest is mm-hmm. called Her Plan, and it's all about helping connect women to whatever the services are that they need. Mm-hmm. Uh, pregnancy centers are so great at this, uh, but we're really trying to expand that mm-hmm. pro-life safety net to include mm-hmm. things like food banks, legal aid, whatever her need is, we want to make sure she's being connected with it to help her and her baby. Mm. So more than 50% um, of the population uh, are women are in college. Uh, and so that's a lot of numbers. Um, and I, in the 20s of most, uh, I think, healthiest time to have a child, uh, so I think during those times, um, a lot of women are focusing on careers or other uh, issues that uh, that having child is not a priority in these days. I think it creates uh, a lot of problems, right? It's certainly often treated like uh, zero sum. Like you can't be a student and a mom. You can't be a a great employee or expand in your career and be a mom. And I think that's just such a disempowered way of thinking. Mm -hmm. Um, Is it tougher to balance many responsibilities than fewer? Sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Are there barriers? Have there been barriers in the way? Yes. And I think we, we need to solve those rather than treat the baby as the problem or treat the baby as the enemy of the mom, quite frankly, which is how we often see the baby portrayed in the mainstream media if, if he or she has talked about it all. Um, when I worked at a public university here in my home state of Florida when I was a student, and I was so delighted to learn about a scholarship program that they had mm-hmm. that was for parenting students and included daycare. And it's like, duh, this is the biggest expense that many parents have outside of their housing. And so to have a scholarship that's focused around that, is aware of it, really makes this, you know, that much more attainable for our students. And I think that kind of creative solution that's helping families rather than destroying them is what we need to be looking at, you know, in lots of uh, parts of our society. Mm. 
Yes, this abortion pill is the huge problem, but also the root cause is, I think there is a good news though, there's a huge shift from uh, when the women's um, liberalism was entered in um, era. And I think, um, you know, in those days, like I'm not a woman who just uh, cooking the cookies. And I think we're changing here, the valuing a family and the valuing uh, having a children in our time. So I think we should more focus on uh, empathizing how important and precious role uh, as a woman of having a family and having children. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. And if you look at... um some of the polling that groups like Students for Life have mm-hmm. done, they're very focused on this population of women in their 20s. Um, I think there are definitely reasons to be optimistic. Um, you know, one of the biggest challenges that we face is just this overwhelming pressure to go online and buy these pills. Mm-hmm. And so we're really glad that these doctors brought their lawsuits so mm-hmm. that they could educate the public and say, this is not an easy solution. Mm-hmm. This will leave you, you know, physically hurt, emotionally and spiritually hurt. Um, let's find a better way to solve whatever the problem is without mm-hmm. taking aim at the baby. And and we are seeing more college students see, um, you know, a more empowered view of uh, their ability to to live a good life and not see their child as, you know, um, not being a part of that. Mm. And also the study that statistics shows opposing view is more higher, right? 63% over 33%? Yeah, when you look at um, some of these policies that, that are part of this chemical abortion issue, mm-hmm. um, the the majority of Americans are in agreement. Mm-hmm. So um, I know if you are a pro-life person listening, you may not always feel that way, but when you look at national polling, it shows the vast majority of Americans don't want pills sent in the mail. They don't want them given to kids without their mom and dad knowing. Mm-hmm. Um, they w- support um, protections, even pro-choice people support protections for babies who can feel pain mm-hmm. um, or babies whose heartbeat we can see on an ultrasound um, by a majority. The majority of Americans support these types of policies that a lot of states have put into place. Mm-hmm. So we've just got to speak up about what our position is and, and talk about it so that we can then have that strength in numbers um, to build a pro-life community. Mm. What about like um, this is male um, uh, prescription, uh, I mean, male um, distributions that we're talking about, but there is a vending machine as well, right? What we're seeing is that um, either people will leave these pills in bathrooms or coffee shops or different places to pick up. So there's absolutely no medical um, involvement here. This mm. is somebody dropping off pills and somebody picking up pills. Mm. Um, or like these vans on the edge of state lines um, where they'll do a drop-off. It's kind of like the blood van. If you've Mm. donated blood in a van, um, they're trying to set it up like that, but they want to do second trimester 
uh, abortion, surgical abortions in a van on on the state line. Um, So we've seen these in states like Illinois and Colorado, where they've got neighbors that have passed more protective laws, and they'll just let these businesses pop up on the state line. So it's really removed the medicine um, and treating medicine like that vending machine, where it's just, I say I want this, you give it to me, and safety is not a factor, and consent is not even a factor. Um, the the government's lawyer, the Biden administration's lawyer in court said um, that these pills can be sold without even a video visit. So they, they could be sold to men. They could be sold to somebody who's not pregnant. Um, this happened recently in my state. A woman was arrested. She was not pregnant. She bought the pills online. She wanted to slip them to another woman to end her pregnancy without her knowing. Um, they were fighting over a boyfriend, and she felt like if, if this baby is out of the way, then he'll pick me. And she tried to actually pay the guy to to slip the drugs to this other woman, and luckily he didn't. He went to the police. But like it just shows how easy they are to obtain and how this has gone totally outside of the traditional medical system that we're used to thinking about. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing real-life experience that well, what young people go through because these stories we don't, we don't really publicize. And on the surface, the abortion pill is advertised as a safe medication. But in real life, that how people go through and how they use this medication to harming ourselves or others, and that's a that ha, that story has to be shared. Yeah, you know, I hope that it is something that people can really learn from and understand. You know, maybe this isn't what I thought it was. Um, California next year in 2024 will have abortion pills available in the campus health centers at every public university. And it's going to be pushed on women. They're going to feel pressured because they're going to be told this is easy. You don't have to tell your mom and dad. You don't have to tell the baby's father. You can just take these pills in your dorm room and, and it will be fine. And And unfortunately, a lot of women are going to believe that because this is someone that they have been taught to trust to have their best interest in mind. And they're going to find that actually this is very serious. It's very painful. Uh, Some of them will end up in the emergency room. Um, And, and, you know, (laughs) uh, unfortunately, it seems like in states like California, going to have to be hurt for the state to realize its policies are really, really damaging. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's just very uh, irony that we are facing today. One side where AI is so much developed and using a highly advanced medicine to save lives at the same time, and the other side is so barbaric way to treating women and this true woman's uh, movement supposed to protect women, not damaging the woman or not even having uh, them have a voice. And I think it's what you do is a, it's incredible work. And I think of the other young lady, woman, 
uh, should it just come alongside with you and then campaign about this uh, abortion pill, uh, how it affects the woman? Yeah, you know, we're definitely seeing women learn more about this and reject mm-hmm. it and and say, I deserve better than this. Mm-hmm. I deserve better than, than being told I don't need an ultrasound. I don't need to um, have a blood test that will, will be able to help determine if I'm going to have future fertility problems. Um, there's a very simple treatment to prevent future fertility problems um, with a, a woman's first pregnancy, mm. yeah, but it's in person at a doctor's office. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my. We are going to continue our program with Katie Daniel from the Anthony B. Uh, Susan B. Anthony for Pro-Life America. Thank you so much for being with us. We're going to continue our next program. Thank you. Okay, thank you for listening from yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And we'll be back next week with Katie Daniel. Looking to earn more from your savings? United Bank Digital CDs offer a fixed rate of return, which means you're guaranteed to boost your savings. Lock in a 5-month CD and earn a 5% annual percentage yield. Or lock in an 11-month CD and earn 5.05% annual percentage yield. Whether long or short term, these digital CD rates are a great way to grow your savings and achieve your goals. Open online with ease today at bankwithunited.com slash save more. Member FDIC. Minimum opening deposit to obtain annual percentage yield is $500. Annual percentage yield is effective as of July 24th, 2023. The annual percentage yield assumes interest earned is credited quarterly and remains on deposit until maturity. APYs are subject to change at any time without notice. A penalty may be imposed for early withdrawal. APYs shown are available only for personal accounts opened online. Rates are not guaranteed until the CD is opened. Digital rate certificates will renew at the standard rate of interest being paid on standard certificates with the term closest to the term of your certificate, unless you advise otherwise. Your certificate will continue to renew under the these terms.